Think meditation is hard? Do me a favor. Take a slow, deep breath in. And now breathe out. Congratulations. You just meditated. Hi, I'm Crystal Joukowsky, and this is Breathe In, Breathe Out, a weekly mindfulness and meditation podcast for anyone ready to own their own shit and find a little peace while doing it. Hello, welcome to Breathe In, Breathe Out. I'm Crystal Joukowsky, and this week I got to speak with Coach Caitlin Kresmer, and we talked a lot about body image. We talked about the choice to change and how the choice to change can affect like your marriage and the lives around you. We really dove into the fact that it is not always easy, that there are little steps you have to take and there are pitfalls along the way. Caitlin is an international best-selling author, public speaker, and the founder of Master Your Body Mindset Coaching. She's the go-to body image and mindset coach, elevating and empowering determined women to rise up from the despondence and take control of life by securing self-worth and confidence. Caitlin grew up without self-assurance and she spent a lifetime feeling inadequate in her life, choices, and body. By the age of 29, Caitlin weighed over 250 pounds and was developing depression. It was at this time she finally took accountability, stopped making excuses, and dug up the roots of her negative body image beliefs. She lost 100 pounds, quit her mundane life, and finally detached her appearance from her values, securing self-worth and confidence. After learning how to show up for herself, Caitlin made it her mission to help other women do the same. Without a doubt, her greatest passion is empowering other women to build unstoppable lives filled with passion and purpose where they are in full control of mind and body. I really hope that you enjoy this interview as much as I enjoyed doing it. Hello and welcome back to Breathe In, Breathe Out. I'm Crystal Joukowsky and today I have Miss Caitlin Kresmer with me. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be on your podcast. I've listened to a few episodes and I absolutely love what you present and put out there. So, so happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to let your voice join the voices of others in sharing with people transformational stories and what works and what can work because I think we all need these different options. What works for me won't work for somebody else and whatnot. So I'm thrilled to speak with you, Coach Caitlin, and and bring out a new idea so that people can just keep diving in more. So let's go right into it and tell us about you and how you became Coach Caitlin. Yeah. Um, so Kate, Coach Caitlin, let's, I'll try and do this as quickly as I can, but it really goes back to my childhood in all honesty. Um, I grew up, I was the fat kid. Um, so I was the fat kid. I have, as you can see, red hair, natural red hair wasn't understood or accepted by the kids back then. It was different, right? So fat girl, red hair, the crooked teeth, the braces, the glasses, before any of that was cool. I had the headgear, basically all the things that society said made you different. We're far from, you know, that perfect ideal aesthetic that is presented in the media and society. So I spent a lot of years feeling like I was on the outside looking in, not sure where I belonged and felt like I didn't belong because my body didn't belong according to society. And I realized there was no one like me who had succeeded. No one who looked like me, sounded like me, 
and didn't think I was capable of achieving things, you know, in life. Um, so as I grew up, I had convinced myself that I was an introvert. I really lacked confidence. I hated public speaking. I wouldn't have even done something like this. Um, you know, speeches in school were awful, presentations. I never did sports. I never participated in groups in high school or university. And But what I did do was turn to food, which I didn't realize at the time was a coping mechanism, right? It was my happy place. Um, food didn't judge me. I could be comfortable and alone with food. And so lo and behold, that became my thing. And through that, the next thing I know, I was 29 years old and I weighed over 250 pounds. And so I was no longer the chubby kid, but I was I was full on obese at this point and it was scary. Um, you know, there were some heart issues of heart disease in my family, high cholesterol. So at age 29, um, I was a big fan of the show, My 600-Pound Life on TLC. I'm not sure if you've heard it. It's a popular reality show. And yeah. I loved watching it. Um, but the one in particular, when I was watching it with all my snacks and food around me in my bed, I had this aha moment. And I don't know if it was God or just my internal instincts, but something kicked in. And I thought two things. If I keep going on the path that I am on, I'm either going to die or I'm going to wind up featured on this episode of my 600 pound life because I'm going to keep getting bigger. Right. And I thought you're 29 years old. This can't be it. This is not your life. Everyone always said I would achieve great things. And I let that part of myself go. And so with that, I knew I needed change, but that seemed like a mountain to climb and I didn't know where to start to get change. Right. So I started to talk someone, talk, talk to someone. I went and saw a counselor. And through that, that's when I learned that I had completely detached my worth from my body. So I, I had no love for myself. I had no respect for myself. And that's all because I let these outside opinions from society seep in. And I worried about judgment from everyone else. So once I learned this, I was like, let's turn this around because this isn't right. No one deserves to feel this way. And so I did that. I took many stepstones. I worked on my inner monologue, the way I talked to myself. And through that, my confidence ended up growing. I ended up losing 100 pounds. I got divorced from a marriage I had settled into. I left a career that I had settled into because I didn't think I was worthy of anything else. And so, yeah, just a couple of years ago, I started taking a business coaching program and I decided that I wanted to help inspire other women. It is my mission to help other women who feel depressed and despondent and detached from their bodies or upset about their bodies to overcome that so that they can take control of their lives and gain their self-worth and confidence and live the desired lives they're here to live because we all deserve that. So that's the summary. <laughs> amen. Amen. Right. Amen. Right. Yes. yes. My yes. lifestyle There's, changed. Yeah. It is, there are so many things in there that I'm going. Yes, yes, yes. Because there comes that point, right? There comes that point in our life where we are call it rock bottom if you want to, but we are yeah. at that point point where it's either we are choosing to continue in this direction and have, we know we're not going to be happy with the outcome yep. or we decide that we are going to do something different. And if we're going to do something different, it's a lot of work. It's not like it all just falls into our laps and it's really easy and we get to move forward and it's, it's, unicorns and rainbows from there. No, it's like you have to consciously work at it. You have to make these decisions daily, sometimes moment by moment decisions. No, I'm not going to have the chips today. I'm not going to have that today. I'm not going to have, 
moment by moment, how am I going to make my life better? Because I recognize that I'm the only one that can do that. So I love how it came about. And you're not sure. It just, you're watching this show and all of a sudden it's, hey girl, where are you going? What are you going to do? Yeah, this this is your, like you were talking about choice. It was like, this is your moment to make that choice, right? Do we keep going down? Do we keep spiraling down? Do we risk the potential of dying before we're 30? Or do we kick it into high gear, figure it the F out and do what we need to do, right? Step by step, day by day. And that's what I chose because I knew that was a better, more fulfilling result for me than the other option. There is no way that was happening. So was the first step counseling, like you said that you did counseling, but what other, what other tools did you have to employ to help you get to a more healthy center? Because quite frankly, I love the red hair. I think it is just beautiful and fantastic. And there have been times that I'm like, (laughs) I really wish that I had that, but I have this gray hair that is fantastically gray. And everyone says, I like that. Uh, We all want what we can't have, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And speaking of the red hair thing, and that's the other funny thing is when I was younger, I was teased by the kids for it. And it was all the older ladies. I remember one of my grandma's best friends in particular, like, I love the red hair. I love the red hair. And when you're preteen trying to fit in, you don't want to hear the grandma saying they like your hair, right? But no. now I've learned the uniqueness of having red hair. And it's something that I fully embrace and am proud of. So I've done a 180 <laughs> with that as well. Um, But yeah, to answer your question, counseling was the first step for me simply because I didn't know where to go. Like I said, this seemed like a huge mountain to climb. And what were the first steps? I knew I needed change, but what did that mean? Um, And so, yeah, by going through counseling, that's when I learned about your inner, inner monologue and the way you talk to yourself. And that's what, as a coach, we refer to as having these limiting beliefs. So it's all these negative opinions we about ourselves, but they're not our opinions. We're not born with these negative thoughts about ourselves. It's literally what we absorb from what we hear around us and the criticisms we receive. And because it's not natural thoughts, I learned that you could filter these out and replace them with positive thoughts. And so I was introduced to positive affirmations, which was kind of my next phase. So learning to see the good things about myself. And so it's hard when you're starting with affirmations, it is difficult. Like, you know, we were just talking about things don't happen automatically and right away. It's a process. And so I started really small and simple. Like you have beautiful eyes. I like your red hair. Just small things that I could identify about myself. And even if it wasn't something physical, I can think about my skills and abilities. Like I'm smart. Um, I've, I've achieved this. You know, I just purchased a new car. Like anything good about myself that I did to start feeling more positive. Um, that's what I did. And then I ended up actually creating a vision board as well. Um, and I kept this in the kitchen. I post it, girl. I literally, there's post-its all around me, you know, in my office everywhere. So I use post-its, which made this vision board nice and bright. And I, I have set goals for myself on this vision board. So I was kind of like, okay, in two weeks, I want to fit into this new pair of pants or in two weeks, 
um, I want to be down another five pounds or in two weeks, I want to be jogging whatever amount of time on the treadmill, you know, things like that. And so every time I achieved a goal, I rewarded myself, whether it was with a manicure, a new outfit, um, having gummy bears or pizza or something, because never once on my journey did I ever restrict myself from anything or try any of the fads. This was fully a learning experience for me and experimenting to find out what I liked and enjoyed. And so those positive affirmations and the vision board and having it in front of me were the two biggest things. And then experimenting, learning what I liked in terms of exercising, which is how I learned. Like, because initially I was scared to go to the gym. I thought fat girls didn't belong in the gym, right? We weren't welcome there. It was for fit people only. And so when I started going to the gym, that was one of my goals. Um, was to be comfortable in the gym. And so when I started doing that, that's how I learned that. I actually like HIIT workouts when I avoided anything athletic previously, but that was from my fear of never being picked for the team. I was never good enough to participate in sports, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, just just things like that, experimenting and really learning what you like and what works for you because that helps keep you in a positive state and figuring out that you can do it your way. Nothing feels better than that, than doing it <laughs> the way you want to, Right. So yeah. that, that's kind of what I did. And it all just progressed and ricocheted and came together beautifully. How long did it take from that moment sitting there eating the food and yeah. watching the show to finding the counselor that would help you out to discovering what worked for you and losing? Like, did you have pitfalls on the way? And how long did it really honestly take you to have this transformation from I'm unworthy and I am not good enough to no, 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 I'm an amazing human being exactly as I am. Um, start to finish, definitely pitfalls along the way. And that is natural. And that's part of progress. And that's why I love pitfalls because we learn from that, right? We pick ourselves back up to keep going. And that's a beautiful thing about being human and making positive choices. Um, but yeah, so this started um, 2015, 2016, um, end of 2015, I'm pretty sure is when this started. So I had that moment and it was within a couple of weeks. I was in that counselor's office. I had an appointment booked. I was like, let's go, let's do this. Um, and honestly, the transformation has fully taken up until about 2020. Um, so four years, but that was my journey. Not everyone's journey is the same, but that is because I chose to take my time and find what worked for me. And every time something worked, I would use that to propel me to another thought or idea. So I tried this and I liked it. So now let's try this. And so I just kept going with it. Um, but in there, yeah, definitely pitfalls, especially at the beginning, especially with changing the diet, right? Because I went from like, because I, it was takeout food, it was pizza, it was, it was all the sugar. I'm a sugar person and I still go to gummy bears. It's like my go-to snack, but I was completely changing my diet, learning new foods and recipes. I love to cook. So I learned new foods and recipes. That was part of my experiment, what I wanted to have fun doing in the kitchen. Um, and yeah, so when you're, my body was detoxing, right, taking out yeah. all of these um, harmful chemicals that I was basically putting in my body through um, the junk food. Um, so that was really hard because that's when you hit the cravings, right? When you're detoxing, your body just wants more of that. Um, okay. And there were days where I gave up and said, I can't do this. Let's just go back to the way it was. Uh, but then I would pick myself up out of that cycle again and keep going. Um, so that and it was actually a point um, shortly after the pandemic 
started, um, I kind of did the opposite. So I lost all this weight and it actually started to become a bit of an obsessive behavior for me where I was doing the opposite of what I initially did. Um, So now I was like obsessively counting calories because I was scared to go backwards. I was doing a few workouts a day some days. I was comparing myself to the women at the gym. I actually started getting a thigh gap that I didn't realize till someone commented on. And that still bothers me because that's a body criticism. And at any size, no woman deserves that. But it made me realize. And then I was also preventing myself from going out and having fun because I was scared to go socialize and, you know, um, enjoy food and drink and be around people. I was scared to do that because I had all this fear of going backwards. So that was a big setback for me because I did the extreme in the opposite direction. And when that happened, I had to recheck in with myself and go back to the skills that I learned back. 2016 and start using that again because I was misaligning again with how I felt about myself and how I saw myself. And I was still wanting to be a different version of me despite how far I had come. Um, So that's, yeah. So I just realigned, reconnected. I got back into my positive affirmations, remind myself of everything I achieved and that it didn't matter if I didn't look like those girls at the gym. Was I set out there to have washboard abs and to be doing like 30 pull-ups? No, that's not who I am. I realized I liked working out, but I don't need to be in a fitness magazine or look like that. So I'm good where I am. And so I got back on track there. But yeah, that was definitely a huge challenge for me. Me. And in anything you do, it's going to ebb and flow. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. And that's all because the mind doesn't like change, right? So it's, you really have to reprogram yourself and the brain to be like, no, no, this is the new way. This is the better way that feels good for us. So we're going we're gonna to do this, but you, you can work your way through it. I love that you brought up going too far on the other direction because I feel like life is a pendulum. You know, we talk about ebb and flow. I think that you can absolutely look at it as like a pendulum as well. And we're, we're really far on one side, whatever the activity or the choice that we are doing is really far on one side. And we recognize that it's not serving us and we want to fix that. And we can honestly swing way too far the other side. And if we're not careful, The problem is that the two far ends are both just as toxic as each other. And the goal is to truly be in the middle, right? So you allow yourself a little bit of that food and you allow yourself to work out and whatnot, but you find that peace in the middle instead of pushing yourself too hard. And I think that we get lost in that. I think we forget that because it's, no, 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 I've got to get better. I've got to do better. I've got to love myself more. And we push ourselves so hard to do that, that we forget that, hang on, there's a middle ground that feels so much better. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. I love that you brought that out. Yeah. And I think a large part of that is because of this idea of perfection that's just embedded in society, right? Like we have social media now, which has its pros, but a lot of its cons are like these images that are coming out of these women living these epic lives and having these perfect bodies and they're always put together and everything's in order. And I think we see that and that's what kind of pushes us to one extreme or the other because we feel this obligation to have to meet that. And, you know, I think 
part, part of the process for me was learning that that wasn't the way, that wasn't who I was. And I think that's a very, very good point. And it, it goes hand in hand with your comment about the pendulum, because we're here in the middle and that's where we need to be. But we just feel this obligation to figure out how to be over here or over here. And that's what sets us back, really. Yeah. And I mean, it's really changed over the times, right? You talk about social media right now and, and years and years and years ago, all of the dolls, all of the little girls' dolls looked the same. They had, they were meatier bodies and meatier arms and, you know, and they were pretty stiff. And then Barbie comes along. Mm -hmm. And now Barbie is what we're all supposed to try to look like. And then you have all of these billboards and other advertisement tv comes on and they have advertisements and you're learning that no this is the image of beauty and this is the image of beauty and it doesn't matter whether you're a male or man or a woman like male or female it does not matter because regardless you are getting these guys are supposed to be this way they're supposed to be beefed up and non-emotional and providers and da 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 and and the women are supposed to be all soft and feminine and and perfect in this and and so we learned that through other advertising, right? Through yeah. the TV and whatnot. But now it is so prevalent because times have changed and we have more media, right? We have more connectedness through the technology that we are blessed to have. And yet those images that we see all the time are these images and these expectations that are so impossible, yeah. right? Because that is her. And she has a different metabolism and a different lifestyle than I do and a different history than I do. And my body has different traumas that it's remembering. And we are all so unique. We keep being bombarded by it. And yet I think the more that we can get out there that, hey, you know what? I consider myself a slightly bigger girl and that's perfectly fine because I love myself just the way I am. And I don't need to listen to all that other stuff. And yet how many other people see that? It's like all of the um, challenges that are on TikTok and whatnot, and people are getting sick from them because that is what's being put out there as what we need to be doing. And the societal pressures are crazy. They're just, but we've been brought up from birth, you know, from birth. It's been (sighs) programmed into us. Yeah. A hundred percent. And on, on that note about social media, one of the things I try and tell people to do to help them out is the one of the beautiful things about social media is that we do actually have control, though it seems like we don't. And that control is blocking and deleting and filtering your content. So what I advise people to do when you have this stuff that causes triggers, it causes trauma, makes you doubt yourself, feel bad about yourself, questioning your body or your life, delete that person, remove that content. Because if it's not showing up on your feed, it's not in your face reminding you of what you're lacking or what you don't have. And so that's one of the biggest reminders I like to give my clients is just get rid of it and it's not in your mind and keep doing you and bring in the positive reinforcements, right? Bring on like the positive lifestyle changes and the, the... not nothing about perfectionism, just embracing bodies, diversity, like, you know, different skin, different body shapes, hair colors, bring in the things that make you feel good and remind you that diversity is beautiful because that's going to help you too. That is a fantastic tip. And I love it because it's this, it's very tangible. It's very real. And like, I want people to really hear that. I want people to really get it because if, if there is any 
thing about that person that you are looking in that moment or the message that they are giving you that hits you in a not positive, uplifting, good way. Why are you taking that in? Like, Why are you choosing to continue ingesting the stuff that does not bring you joy and happiness and excitement to be living the life that you're living? If it's not boosting you up, it is tearing you down. Why would you take that? Why would you? Exactly. Why make that choice to keep hurting yourself? And the same goes for people in your life too, right? Set those boundaries. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So much. Boundaries are hard. Boundaries are they, hard. They're hard yeah. with people, especially family and friends. I get it. It's hard. But I mean, if, if it's not serving you in a positive way, what... Where is it going, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I actually have a podcast coming out soon that is literally right. about boundaries and about building a castle wall and you are inside. Beautiful, and, I like that. You know, those boundaries, you have to have sentinels and all sorts of stuff because people, we don't, we don't, I always say we are a finite resource. There's only so much of us to go around. And if right. we don't put those, yeah, if we don't put those boundaries up, we are draining ourselves to nothing on behalf of someone else and in someone else's name and and um you know body image we're tearing ourselves down for somebody else's benefit right yeah why do i why do i need to make someone else (laughs) why (laughs) right I know. It's like, come on, give me a break. This is not for you. This is me. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) when you were going through all that stuff, what, what was the, um, you were trying a lot of different things to see, will I like this? Will I like that? I want to know what was the one thing that surprised you that you would like the most? Like you did it and you thought, I'm going to hate this, but you actually loved it. Surprising. So two things actually running and hit workouts. Um, so obviously being plus size, I, I'm not built to run. Ha ha ha. How can I do that? But I started and I started because at the time when I was with my husband, we had the, a nice bungalow and we were pretty much, um, right behind us was a golf course. It was not even a five minute walk from my house to the golf course. And around the golf course was this beautiful path walkway where you can walk and jog, you know, do whatever outside. Um, And so I was like, I want to start going here and doing this. So I started literally with 20 and 30 seconds. And I just, that's as far as I could go, right? Like it just, I was out of breath. I had plantar fasciitis at the time. I had low back pain at the time. So I physically couldn't go, but as I kept going, so yeah, like after I would run, even if it was for 20 seconds, my body felt so good after it was that feeling that like it was on this positive adrenaline. Right. And I was like, this is an energy I've never felt before. Um, And it was a natural energy, which I liked. It wasn't coming from the sugar I was fueling with myself with before. Um, So doing that. And so as I kept going progressively, I was able to run more and more and I would start using the treadmill at the gym. And the next thing I knew I was running up to 45 minutes, either outside or on the treadmill running around this full from my house around the track at the golf course and back home. And my plantar fasciitis was gone. My back was feeling better. And it was all because I took the time. And that's why I say go step by step, whether it's with a physical activity or just something new you're bringing into your life, 
up because it's going to be hard at first. But if you keep going, the rewards are beautiful. And you learn that this is something that's meant to be in your life. And then second to that was hit workouts. Again, I was like, I'm plus size. I'm not built for lean muscle and like using body weight. And what is all this? But I came across Betty Rocker. Um, she's an absolute fabulous nutrition and health coach in the US. And at the time she had this free 30 day challenge. So you'd sign up for this challenge and every day you'd get a workout, like a 20 minute hit workout in your inbox. So I was like, cool, this is easy. It's convenient. It's quick. I can do it from home. And and at first they were hard because hit workouts are a lot of strength training, which I was new to, but it got to the point and she's so motivating in her workout. She's like, yeah, rock star, you've got this. You're a rock star. And it got to a point where by the end of the 30 days, I was finishing those last few days. I missed her. Like I was excited to get home from work and have Betty Rocker and finish my day in a positive <laughs> way. And so I ended up signing up for a few more of her packages. And to this day, I still do her workouts. Every morning, I do a HIIT workout at home. And I never, ever thought that that was something I would do. Yes, yeah, so those are the two biggest things. And then public speaking, being here now. Um, I had convinced myself I was an introvert, but I learned I'm not an introvert. I just convinced myself of that because it was easier to isolate and hide and not deal with people and be insecure around people. So here I am, like now talking and having this beautiful conversation with you and inspiring, you know, all your listeners. Like it's a beautiful, beautiful thing what doors you can open when you just try. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. My next question is though, you know, it's a challenge and it's a change. Ooh. You were married, you had a, a partner, and when we choose to change, when we choose to switch up the way that we are living because we are no longer happy and we recognize that we have to do something, it obviously affects our partner as well because you're in yes. this together and you guys can either accept the changes that are going there and support each other through the changes or you can end up drifting apart. So how did this change? How did this decision for you affect your marriage in the beginning and then in the middle and then later? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we ended up obviously drifting apart. Um, in the beginning, it was great. Um, he, he was a bit motivated, like, you know, seeing my gusto and seeing me going and he was on board. Um, but then as my confidence came out more and I wanted to try new and different things, so like going and playing tennis, doing my own activities, um, he didn't want to kind of change the lifestyle that we had. So it was very much, it became that, um, that moment where you grow together or you grow apart. So in the beginning, it was great. He was on board, saw the changes, was happy and proud for me. But then as the weight kept coming off and my confidence was flourishing, um, there was a bit insecurity on his part in terms of whether I was still committed to the marriage and him, or if I was, you know, seeking attention elsewhere, just because I was becoming a different version of myself. And I was talking to more people more easily and more freely. Um, and though I never did, I'll be very clear. I never did step outside the marriage, but he had that insecurity, which didn't help us. And that led to arguments. Um, so ultimately we ended up having the conversation towards the end of the journey. And, um, 
yeah, it was just, you know, this is where I'm at now. I would love to keep growing with you and have you kind of like compromise more, right? I would love to have you partake in more of what I'm interested now instead of me just doing what you're doing. Um, Because I just, I'm not interested in those things all the time. And it's it's support me and I'll support you kind of thing. Let's meet in the middle. Um, But he was very happy with how our life was and didn't want to change that. And I think with that and his insecurities about the person I was becoming, it was just enough for me to say, I don't want to do this anymore. It's not fair to me. I feel like I'm still going to be holding myself back and living our marriage, living your life. And I, that's not where I am at anymore. So that was the end of it. You know, I gave him the opportunity. We had a good conversation and that was, yeah, we parted ways. So. Do you guys still talk now? Are you on friendly terms or? We don't talk anymore, um, primarily because I've actually moved. Um, about two years after this happened, I ended up relocating um, from where I was to where I am now. Um, but we did talk um, for the first couple years after. Um, he even he even brought me a Christmas card, I remember, because this happened, I think, August, September. Uh, we had the conversation and decided to end it. And I remember in December, he showed up at my office, which is a little weird. It was almost a little showy, but he brought me this Christmas card because I love Christmas. Um, so, and I hadn't gotten him anything, you know, I hadn't reciprocated. So I was just, I was grateful and thankful. Um, and we did stay in touch. We talked on, you know, Facebook social media and for a while we shot each other happy birthday messages so it was still amicable i know that doesn't happen for everyone um but he's since moved on i believe he's either engaged or before the pandemic he was engaged i don't know what happened you know because of the pandemic if he's married or not but yeah we both very much moved on and yeah it, it, it ended well and it worked out for the best in the end and he had even kind of recognized that after he went through his emotions um he was yeah. like you know i see how it wasn't working anymore and i'm glad we made the decision and so yeah it, it was good in the end it was good for both of us do you yeah. think that your newfound confidence and awareness in yourself and the choices that you were making do you think that that helped you have those conversations with him or um i just Sometimes we're aware and we're able to talk about what's going on for us. And sometimes we're not and we end up fighting and yelling and arguing instead. And I think that those insecurities that come in end up creating more of a blast zone, if you will, from the confrontation that we've had with our partners. But I'm curious about if, because you said there were more arguments, right? In the beginning, it was just you and you were beaten down and he was secure with that. And then you started getting more confidence and then he started feeling a little bit threatened, which by the way, is a mirror to my first, my first marriage as well. See, we all go through this. Women use your voices. We've all had that relationship and do not be ashamed to say it is time to move on. Oh, yeah. we all, yes. Once, once that. something about finding your strength, finding your confidence, yeah. when, when you initially get into that marriage and they have you as someone who is less confident, and then all of a sudden you gain confidence, there is this, oh crap, you know, is she going to leave me? Is she like, there's, yeah. a, there are these huge insecurities that come in and it causes, it does absolutely cause a whole bunch of strife and upset in that relationship of a whole bunch of conflict because of the fears and the new stuff that's coming in. And in the same aspect as the woman, you're afraid of going back to the way you were. 
Yep. You're like, no, 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 no. This feels so good. I feel so confident and strong and I love this and I want to continue that. And yeah. I'm afraid of going back. And in the same aspect, he's like, but I'm afraid of going forward because of what, like, what does that mean for us? And, and, um, yeah. and yet in finding my voice, in finding my strength, I was able to be more grounded. And instead of the yelling and the screaming and the big arguments that were, just unfair to ourselves and the children. Yes. Um, I, we were able to be like, you know what? This just really isn't working. We're not friends anymore. Yeah. And you kind of have to be friends before you can be lovers and partners. So okay. what do we want to do and how do we want to work this out? But I could not have that conversation until I had the confidence and I could not have a grounded, loving conversation with him saying, look, I still care about you and I really want the best for you. And I would love to move forward. Yeah. Can we do it or can we not? Um, so I kind of answered my own question on my relationship. <laughs> yeah. And no, I was just going to say, um, I, I was a hundred percent the same way. And I don't think if I had grown in myself and my confidence and taken this journey to explore and reconnect with who Caitlin actually is, I don't think I would have had the confidence either. And I think it's really taking the time to find that and discover yourself that helps women make that final decision. Cause it was through that, that I actually got comfortable being assertive and saying, okay, this doesn't fulfill my needs. And I am only concerned right now with fulfilling my needs, not to say I no longer love you, or that we can't make this work, but I know how important that I am now and what I need in a partner and a relationship to move forward. Yeah. And I never would have had that conversation before. Never. And it's hard because you still care about and you don't want to hurt feelings because you know either way that's going to happen. But I think just when you have the confidence, you're also able to picture what lies on the other side of getting through this awkward moment? It's accepting being comfortable with the uncomfortable, that statement they always make. You realize what's on the other side and you're like, I have to get through this moment, through this dark cloud. They respond how they respond and we go from there. But this is the beauty that awaits me if I at least have this conversation and know that there's something better for me through yeah. the cloud. Like, yeah. Yeah. So now you help other people gain self-confidence yes. and acknowledge their self-worth. How did you get to that point? How did you go from, I've got this, this is fantastic, to now I'm helping other people? So yeah, there's actually two reasons for that. Um, the first one being the business coaching. Um, so I started taking that in May of 2020. I'm just trying to think of years here. I'm so lost pandemic. Oh my goodness. 2020, I started taking a business coaching program. Um, it was something I did for myself. I was still working full time, but I was like, I want to explore. I want to be around like these powerhouse women and see what they have to say. And in doing that, I realized I didn't want to work at an office job anymore. I didn't want to be using my skills and abilities and all the good things I now believed about myself and my achievements. I didn't want to be giving this to somebody else anymore. Um, so I actually decided to launch um, both Bohemian Beach Boutique, which is an e-commerce boutique. And it retails boho fashion and swimwear in diverse and inclusive sizing. And that's where my mission began because I wanted to advocate for women. And initially, I wanted to do it through fashion because fashion was always touch and go for me. I knew I liked fashion, but when I was plus size, especially at the time in the late 90s, early 2000s, let's be honest, plus size fashion was shit. Like they basically built tents and moo's with 
crap patterns and that's all you had or you had these sections inside of stores which still kind of exists um and so i didn't like fashion but i still had this style personality and so i was like i want to advocate for women and bring them something where the clothes make them feel good and confident and they don't feel segregated and like they have these crap options so that's what i did but then not even within a year of having the boutique i realized my mission for supporting women was more important to me than making the sales and the fashion. I felt like there was a more intimate and more, yeah, an intimate and better way that I could serve women. And that was by focusing specifically on the self-worth and confidence itself, helping women actually bring that out within themselves. So they're comfortable expressing their style personalities and who they are in whatever they want to wear, whatever they want to do in life. Because let's face it, when you don't have that self-worth and confidence, that's when you stay down and you wind up at that where I was. And so I want women to not be there because none of us deserve to be there. And when we are there, it's all the result of outside factors. And we can get rid of all of that to turn within and take ourselves up to the next level. So that's when I started a master your body um, mindset coaching. I was like, I need to do this and be there for women in this way. So yes, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> no, it does. And I actually there. <laughs> you're good. You're absolutely great because I'm glad that you brought up your boutique because I am very much, I love the bohemian chic um, style. I've awesome. always been drawn to it. And so I actually checked out that website and I was like, this is pretty flipping cool. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I I was I was all over the website and I'm going to Hawaii in January. So oh um, well, we might need a <laughs> nice highways confidence rising, <laughs> right? Maybe <laughs> <for you. laughs> I need. To. Yeah, so I'm glad that you brought that in because fashion is a challenge, and I love that that was kind of your groundwork. And then you were like, "But I want to do more. I want to do more. I want to do more, yeah. be more, help more, and and see that change." And I yeah. think that it really needs to start on that one-on-one -on -one kind of level because 100%. it feels way more supportive to the person who is shifting, to the person who is changing, to have that one person that believes in them and is encouraging them and giving them the tools to help move through it. I yeah. It is so much more powerful and transformative to yes. do that. And, and that's why I do it as well as this, this connection yeah. that you get to help whoever it is yeah. that needs that extra boost. So I commend you for choosing to take that additional step and say, Thank I'm, you. yeah, yeah. Thank so yeah, it's a great feeling, great feeling. So I know that you are super passionate about helping people recognize their self-worth and changing their own body image. Is there something else that you are super passionate about that you want to share while you have this platform? Oh, <laughs> um, right now, honestly, this growing my coaching business and just inspiring women is honestly my biggest passion um, at this time. I don't know if I have something and you're, to answer that. You're, lo you're located in BC, right? No, I'm in Ottawa. Ottawa, Canada. I'm in Ottawa, yeah. My mom's in BC, though. Maybe that's... <laughs> Maybe we talked about my mom before. <laughs> I don't know. Um, um, 
So in, in the vein of helping you grow and stretch and find more people, how do people find you? So the best place to find me is on Facebook. Um, I believe in community and women supporting women and people helping people. Um, so I've created this beautiful empowerment group Facebook. It's called Master Your Life and Body with Coach Caitlin. And I use it as a space, as a safe space for women to share their stories, to use their voices. We can all connect and remember that we're never in something alone where I offer tips and inspiration. I do motivational Monday videos. Um, it's just a very, it's a very good space to stay connected. So if you want to find me, Master Your Life and Body with Coach Caitlin on Facebook. If you're not on Facebook, you can also take to Instagram. Um, it's masteryourbody.mindsetcoaching. It's a bit of a long one, um, but I am on Instagram as well. The content's a bit different there. I think Facebook is a bit more intimate and it's my preferred platform, but I have something on both for wherever you are. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, before we go, I have a couple of other questions. Is there anything else you want to share before I ask my questions? I don't think so. I think we're good. We've had a pretty great discussion here. I feel, I feel pretty good about what we've shared. No, I'm nervous so, though. No, these are fun questions and I love asking them on every one of them. What is okay. your favorite or unique type of self-care? Mm. I don't know if it's unique, but my favorite, I am a wine lover, uh, like to the point where I like to wine taste and I do food pairings and stuff. So what I actually enjoy is a glass of red wine um, in a bathtub with Epsom salts. That is my ultimate favorite. Uh, I'll often bring my cell phone and put something on YouTube, some calming music. That is my favorite go-to. Um, if it's wintertime, I love to snowshoe. So I'll even throw that in. I'll take like a full Saturday or Sunday and make it my day. So I'll go for a snowshoe for a couple of hours, come home, do the tub thing, and then make something for dinner. I love to cook. Um, yeah, but the bath is my like favorite place with a glass yeah. of good wine. <laughs> Beautiful. And then I love that. Um, I love a good bath too. With whether it's Epsom salts or like some milk and honey bubble bath or something. It's like oh yes. So 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 yeah. soothing. Yeah. It's like, you can't talk to anybody. You can't do anything. It, it would to be echoey. They would know you're in the bathroom. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, no. I, I actually leave my door open a crack just to get, um, cause I don't have a window in my bathroom. So I'll leave it open a crack to get air, but I have two cats and once in a while they'll be like, mm, where's mom? And you hear the door just <laughs> come down. And all of a sudden there's paws up on the side of the tub and I'm like, hello, this is my time. Please exit the bathroom. <laughs> like, I'll get you your treat as soon as I'm done. <laughs> I'll, reward you for, I'll reward you for leaving me alone. That's right, exactly. Yeah. Please proceed yeah. out the door. <laughs> <laughs> See, even with fur children, we don't get time alone. No, okay. um, <laughs> Sometimes they're worse, I gotta tell you. Like uh, over Christmas, I had, you know, ribbon on the presents. I had ribbon vomit spewed around my apartment because heaven forbid they leave that alone. Ooh, it's shiny. Let me eat it. Yeah, I know. Like, it's, uh, not cool. Yeah. Um, and then my other question is, uh, I'm, I'm huge on journaling prompts and journaling in and of itself because it's a fantastic way to process what you're going through, what you're experiencing, where you want to be, how you're feeling, all of the things, you know? Yeah. So what journaling prompt would you have my listeners dive into? Mm, let's see. We're just in a new year. I think 
I think as a starting point, a prompt would be, what is everything that I achieved in 2022? I think that's a really great starting point because we all come into a new year making these um, resolutions to become these perfect, newer, better versions of ourselves, right? And most of the time that has to do with the physical outside body. And we don't give ourselves as women enough credit for all that we do and achieve. We don't see the small things as something that we've accomplished and worthy of celebrating. So I think those two things combined, let's get rid of the physical perfectionism that society wants. Let's not focus on that. And let's actually take time to write down all of the things that we've done for ourselves, reflect back, because that's going to put us in a positive state to start um, can, or not even start, but continue with our progress in the next year. So uh, yeah, with that, I think a great prompt would be, what is everything I accomplished in 2022? Beautiful. Hey, you heard it from Coach Caitlin. What did I accomplish? All the little things, all the big things. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for connecting with me and having <sighs> so smooth and wonderful. This was just a great little conversation. So Yes, really, thank you. This was a fabulous conversation. I'm super <laughs> excited. It went really well. <laughs> thank Great. You, thank, you. thank you. Hey, everybody, check her out. And I look forward to seeing you here next week on Breathe In, Breathe Out. I hope this moment of self care and healing brought you some hope and peace. I'm Crystal Joukowsky on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and I hope you check us out and follow along for more content coming soon. I look forward to being with you again here on Breathe In, Breathe Out. Until next time, take care.